Scripture quotations taken from the NASB. Copyright the Lockman Foundation. Welcome to Day 5 of Week 17 of the Daily Bible Reading. Today we're reading 1 Samuel 17, 1 Chronicles 2, and Acts chapter 12. Before we begin, let's say a prayer. Our Holy Father, we're so grateful that you are with your servants. As we read today and we see your great works of power in response to prayer and even in response to your enemies' words, we pray, Father, that we would always trust in you and seek you for help in times of trouble. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, let's begin the reading in 1 Samuel 17. Now the Philistines gathered their armies for battle, and they were gathered at Soko, which belongs to Judah, and they camped between Soko and Azekah in Ephesdamim. Saul and the men of Israel were gathered and camped in the valley of Elah and drew up in battle array to encounter the Philistines. The Philistines stood on the mountain on one side, while Israel stood on the mountain on the other side, with a valley between them. Then a champion came out from the armies of the Philistines named Goliath, from Gath, whose height was six cubits and a span. He had a bronze helmet on his head, and he was clothed with scale armor, which weighed five thousand shekels of bronze. He also had bronze greaves on his legs, and a bronze javelin slung between his shoulders. The shaft of his spear was like a weaver's beam, and the head of his spear weighed six hundred shekels of iron. His shield carrier also walked before him. He stood and shouted to the ranks of Israel and said to them, Why do you come out to draw up in battle array? Am I not the Philistine and you servants of Saul? Choose a man for yourselves and let him come down to me. If he is able to fight with me and kill me, then we will become your servants. But if I prevail against him and kill him, then you shall become our servants and serve us. Again the Philistine said, I defy the ranks of Israel this day. Give me a man that we may fight together. When Saul and all Israel heard these words of the Philistine, they were dismayed and greatly afraid. Now David was the son of the Ephrathite of Bethlehem in Judah, whose name was Jesse, and he had eight sons. And Jesse was old in the days of Saul, advanced in years among men. The three older sons of Jesse had gone after Saul to the battle, and the names of his three sons who went to the battle were Eliab the firstborn, and the second to him Abinadab, and the third Shammah. David was the youngest. Now the three oldest followed Saul, but David went back and forth from Saul to tend his father's flock at Bethlehem. The Philistine came forward morning and evening for forty days and took his stand. Then Jesse said to David his son, Take now for your brothers an ephah of this roasted grain and these ten loaves, and run to the camp to your brothers. Bring also these ten cuts of cheese to the commander of their thousand, and look into the welfare of your brothers, and bring back news of them. For Saul and they and all the men of Israel are in the valley of Elah, fighting with the Philistines. So David arose early in the morning and left the flock with a keeper, and took the supplies and went as Jesse had commanded him. And he came to the circle of the camp while the army was going out in battle array, shouting the war cry. Israel and the Philistines drew up in battle array, army against army. Then David left his baggage in the care of the baggage keeper and ran to the battle line and entered in order to greet his brothers. As he was talking with them, behold, the champion, the Philistine from Gath named Goliath, was coming up from the army of the Philistines, and he spoke the same words, and David heard them. When all the men of Israel saw the man, they fled from him and were greatly afraid. The men of Israel said, 
Have you seen this man who is coming up? Surely he is coming up to defy Israel. And it will be that the king will enrich the man who kills him with great riches, and will give him his daughter, and make his father's house free in Israel. Then David spoke to the men who were standing by him, saying, What will be done for the man who kills this Philistine and takes away the reproach from Israel? For who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should taunt the armies of the living God? The people answered him in accord with this word, saying, Thus it will be done for the man who kills him. Now Eliab his oldest brother heard when he spoke to the men, and Eliab's anger burned against David, and he said, Why have you come down? And with whom have you left those few sheep in the wilderness? I know your insolence and the wickedness of your heart, for you have come down in order to see the battle. But David said, What have I done now? Was it not just a question? Then he turned away from him to another, and said the same thing. And the people answered the same thing as before. When the words which David spoke were heard, they told them to Saul, and he sent for him. David said to Saul, Let no man's heart fail on account of him. Your servant will go and fight with this Philistine. Then Saul said to David, You are not able to go against this Philistine to fight with him, for you are but a youth, while he has been a warrior from his youth. But David said to Saul, Your servant was tending his father's sheep. When a lion or a bear came and took a lamb from the flock, I went after him and attacked him and rescued it from his mouth. And when he rose up against me, I seized him by his beard and struck him and killed him. Your servant has killed both the lion and the bear, and this uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them, since he has taunted the armies of the living God. And David said, The Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and from the paw of the bear, he will deliver me from the hand of this Philistine. And Saul said to David, Go, and may the Lord be with you. Then Saul clothed David with his garments, and put a bronze helmet on his head, and he clothed him with armor. David girded his sword over his armor and tried to walk, for he had not tested them. So David said to Saul, I cannot go with these, for I have not tested them. And David took them off. He took his stick in his hand and chose for himself five smooth stones from the brook, and put them in the shepherd's bag which he had, even in his pouch, and his sling was in his hand. And he approached the Philistine. Then the Philistine came on and approached David, with a shield-bearer in front of him. When the Philistine looked and saw David, he disdained him, for he was but a youth, and ruddy with a handsome appearance. The Philistine said to David, Am I a dog that you come to me with sticks? And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. The Philistine also said to David, Come to me, and I will give your flesh to the birds of the sky and the beasts of the field. Then David said to the Philistine, You come to me with a sword, a spear, and a javelin. But I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have taunted. This day the Lord will deliver you up into my hands, and I will strike you down and remove your head from you. And I will give the dead bodies of the army of the Philistines this day to the birds of the sky and to the wild beasts of the earth, that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel, and that all this assembly may know that the Lord does not deliver by sword or by spear. For the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you into our hands. Then it happened when the Philistine rose and came and drew near to meet David, that David ran quickly toward the battle line to meet the Philistine. And David put his hand into his bag and took from it a stone and slung it and struck the Philistine on his forehead. And the stone sank into his forehead so that he fell on his face to the ground. Thus David prevailed over the Philistine with a sling and a stone, and he struck the Philistine and killed him. 
but there was no sword in David's hand. Then David ran and stood over the Philistine and took his sword and drew it out of its sheath and killed him and cut off his head with it. When the Philistines saw that their champion was dead, they fled. The men of Israel and Judah arose and shouted and pursued the Philistines as far as the valley and to the gates of Ekron. And the slain Philistines lay along the way to Sherem, even to Gath and Ekron. The sons of Israel returned from chasing the Philistines and plundered their camps. Then David took the Philistines' head and brought it to Jerusalem, but he put his weapons in his tent. Now when Saul saw David going out against the Philistine, he said to Abner, the commander of the army, Abner, whose son is this young man? And Abner said, By your life, O king, I do not know. The king said, You inquire whose son the youth is. So when David returned from killing the Philistine, Abner took him and brought him before Saul with the Philistine's head in his hand. Saul said to him, Whose son are you, young man? And David answered, I am the son of your servant Jesse, the Bethlehemite. Now let's read First Chronicles chapter 2. These are the sons of Israel, Reuben, Simeon, Levi, Judah, Issachar, Zebulun, Dan, Joseph, Benjamin, Naphtali, Gad, and Asher. The sons of Judah were Ur, Onan, and Shelah. These three were born to him by Bathsheba the Canaanitess. And Ur, Judah's firstborn, was wicked in the sight of the Lord, so he put him to death. Tamar, his daughter-in-law, bore him Perez and Zerah. Judah had five sons in all. The sons of Perez were Hezron and Hamul. The sons of Zerah were Zimri, Ethan, Heman, Chalcol, and Dara, five of them in all. The son of Carmi was Achar, the troubler of Israel, who violated the ban. The son of Ethan was Azariah. Now the sons of Hezron who were born to him were Jeramiel, Ram, and Chilabai. Ram became the father of Amminadab, and Amminadab became the father of Nashon, leader of the sons of Judah. Nashon became the father of Selma, Selma became the father of Boaz, Boaz became the father of Obed, and Obed became the father of Jesse, and Jesse became the father of Eliab his firstborn, then Abinadab the second, Shemiah the third, Nethanel the fourth, Radai the fifth, Ozem the sixth, David the seventh. And their sisters were Zeruiah and Abigail, and the three sons of Zeruiah were Abshai, Joab, and Asahel. Abigail bore Amasa, and the father of Amasa was Jether the Ishmaelite. Now Caleb the son of Hezron had sons by Azubah his wife, and by Jerioth, and these were her sons, Jesher, Shobab, and Ardan. When Azubah died, Caleb married Ephrath, who bore him her. Her became the father of Uri, and Uri became the father of Bezalel. Afterward Hezron went in to the daughter of Machir, the father of Gilead, whom he married when he was sixty years old, and she bore him Segub. Segub became the father of Jair, who had twenty-three cities in the land of Gilead. But Geshur and Aram took the towns of Jair from them, with Kenath and its cities, even sixty cities. All these were the sons of Machir, the father of Gilead. After the death of Hezron and Caleb Ephrathah, Abijah, Hezron's wife, bore him Asher, the father of Tekoa. Now the sons of Jeremiel, the firstborn of Hezron, were Ram the firstborn, then Bunah, Oren, Ozem, and Ahijah. Jeremiel had another wife whose name was Atara. She was the mother of Onam. The sons of Ram, the firstborn of Jeremiel, were Maz, Jamin, and Eker. The sons of Onam were Shammai and Jada. The sons of Shammai were Nadab and Abishur. The name of Abishur's wife was Abahel, and she bore him Aban and Molid. The sons of Nadab were Seled and Apim, and Seled died without sons. 
The son of Appium was Ishi, and the son of Ishi was Shishan, and the son of Shishan was Ali. The sons of Jada, the brother of Shammai, were Jether and Jonathan, and Jether died without sons. The sons of Jonathan were Peleth and Zaza. These were the sons of Jeremiel. Now Shishan had no sons, only daughters, and Shishan had an Egyptian servant whose name was Jarha. Shishan gave his daughter to Jarha his servant in marriage, and she bore him Atai. Atai became the father of Nathan, and Nathan became the father of Zabad, and Zabad became the father of Ephlal, and Ephlal became the father of Obed, and Obed became the father of Jehu, and Jehu became the father of Azariah, and Azariah became the father of Helez, and Helez became the father of Eliasa, and Eliasa became the father of Sismai, and Sismai became the father of Shalom, and Shalom became the father of Jechemiah, and Jechemiah became the father of Elishama. Now the sons of Caleb, the brother of Jeremiel, were Misha his firstborn, who was the father of Ziph, and his son was Marisha, the father of Hebron. The sons of Hebron were Korah and Tepua, and Rechem and Shema. Shema became the father of Raham, the father of Jorkim, and Rechem became the father of Shemai. The son of Shemai was Maon, and Maon was the father of Bethzer. Ephah, Caleb's concubine, bore Haran, Moza, and Gezes, and Haran became the father of Gezes. The sons of Jedi were Regem, Jotham, Gishan, Pilet, Ephah, and Shaph. Maka, Caleb's concubine, bore Sheber and Tirhana. She also bore Shaph, the father of Madmana, Shiva, the father of Machbena, and the father of Gibeah, and the daughter of Caleb was Aksa. These were the sons of Caleb. The sons of Hur, the firstborn of Ephrathah, were Shobal, the father of Kiriath-Jerim, Salma, the father of Bethlehem, and Hareph, the father of Bethgadar. Shobal, the father of Kiriath-Jerim, had sons, Haroah, half of the Menahathites, and the families of Kiriath-Jerim, the Ithrites, the Puthites, the Shumathites, and the Mishrites. From these came the Zorathites and the Eshtoalites. The sons of Salma were Bethlehem and the Netophathites, Atroth, Beth, Joab, and half of the Menahathites, the Zorites. The families of scribes who lived at Jabez were the Tirathites, the Shimeathites, and the Succothites. Those are the Kenites who came from Hamath, the father of the house of Rechab. Now let's read Acts chapter 12. Now about that time, Herod the king laid hands on some who belonged to the church in order to mistreat them. And he had James the brother of John put to death with a sword. When he saw that it pleased the Jews, he proceeded to arrest Peter also. Now it was during the days of unleavened bread. When he had seized him, he put him in prison, delivering him to four squads of soldiers to guard him, intending after the Passover to bring him out before the people. So Peter was kept in the prison, but prayer for him was being made fervently by the church to God. On the very night when Herod was about to bring him forward, Peter was sleeping between two soldiers, bound with two chains, and guards in front of the door were watching over the prison. And behold, an angel of the Lord suddenly appeared, and a light shone in the cell. And he struck Peter's side and woke him up, saying, Get up quickly. And his chains fell off his hands. And the angel said to him, Gird yourself and put on your sandals. And he did so. And he said to him, Wrap your cloak around you and follow me. And he went out and continued to follow. And he did not know that what was being done by the angel was real, but thought he was seeing a vision. When they had passed the first and second guard, they came to the iron gate that leads into the city, which opened for them by itself, and they went out and went along one street, and immediately the angel departed from him. When Peter came to himself, he said, 
Now I know for sure that the Lord has sent forth his angel and rescued me from the hand of Herod and from all that the Jewish people were expecting. And when he realized this, he went to the house of Mary, the mother of John, who was also called Mark, where many were gathered together and were praying. When he knocked at the door of the gate, a servant girl named Rhoda came to answer. When she recognized Peter's voice, because of her joy, she did not open the gate, but ran in and announced that Peter was standing in front of the gate. They said to her, You are out of your mind. But she kept insisting that it was so. They kept saying, It is his angel. But Peter kept knocking, and when they had opened the door, they saw him and were amazed. But motioning to them with his hand to be silent, he described to them how the Lord had led him out of the prison. And he said, Report these things to James and the brethren. Then he left and went to another place. Now when they came, there was no small disturbance among the soldiers as to what could have become of Peter. When Herod had searched for him and had not found him, he examined the guards and ordered that they be led away to execution. Then he went down from Judea to Caesarea and was spending time there. Now he was very angry with the people of Tyre and Sidon, and with one accord they came to him, and having won over Blastus, the king's chamberlain, they were asking for peace, because their country was fed by the king's country. On an appointed day, Herod, having put on his royal apparel, took his seat on the rostrum and began delivering an address to them. The people kept crying out, The voice of a god and not of a man! And immediately an angel of the Lord struck him, because he did not give God the glory, and he was eaten by worms and died. But the word of the Lord continued to grow and to be multiplied. And Barnabas and Saul returned from Jerusalem when they had fulfilled their mission, taking along with them John, who was also called Mark. And that's the reading for today and for this week. Until next time, keep meditating on the word of God.